0: welcome to episode 114 of the fertility podcast if you're listening to this in in real time merry christmas because this episode's gone out on the 25th of december 2017 if you listen to it in the future well i hope you had a good christmas and welcome and hello and i just want to say a massive thank you to you this has been a pretty significant year for the fertility podcast for a number of reasons. But what I want to just focus on is I've just passed 100,000 downloads, which is epic. It's like a massive milestone for any podcast. And the thing is, because you still can't kind of suss out your subscribers, you go on downloads to know how your podcast is growing. And so for me, that was a real goal. And thank you. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for staying on this journey. And with it being Christmas Day, I'm going to ask you to do me a favour. The thing is, I need you to do two things for me today, okay? First up, I need you to go to iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. Then what I need you to do is leave me a review because in order to keep this podcast sustainable, I need your support. The market's changed and in order to continue to get the best guests possible, this podcast has to be prominent and I need reviews as often as possible in iTunes. And I don't really like asking, but I've been told that's what I have to do. So here I am. Do it today. I'll remind you at the end and I'll put the link for apple podcasts which is in itunes in the show notes for this episode now if you are listening to it on christmas day or it's just been christmas this episode is a a present to you of course in that the the content of it i I hope is really of interest because i I learned about this test which you're going to hear more about it's a home test which is for you to learn more about your fertility health which i've touched on in this podcast before about this new generation of empowerment really for you to be able to do stuff at home without having to feel embarrassed or self-conscious or start to stress about what might be going on. There are now more and more tests enabling you to learn more about yourself, be it a sperm test or in this case, an AMH test, which enables you to see your ovarian reserve. So I'm gonna be speaking to the co-founder of this company next. I just think that this is the way forward for us to be able to just do as much as we can Before, I suppose, walking through the doors of a clinic and ending up kind of questioning our decisions because we feel pressured, if we can learn as much about our fertility health and do as much as we can to try and get pregnant naturally or even try and get success first time if we're having to go into fertility treatment, then we're just holding on to a bit more power. So have a listen and I'll put the details, as always, at the end. So I'm now going to welcome Sylvia Hecker from Ivory to the podcast to talk about the test that she has been involved in creating, enabling you to learn more about your fertility health. Sylvia, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Natalie. Thanks for having me.
0: It's a pleasure. And I'm I'm really fascinated to know more about the work that you're doing. But tell me first a bit more about your background, because I know that you've worked as a fertility coach.
1: Well, my background is actually in information technology and public health. And I ended up working as a medical journalist for quite some time. And then when I was ready to have children, I encountered fertility problems like so many others do. And I was lucky to find somebody to help me find the right diagnostic tests and get the right treatment so I could have children. And I wanted to give back because I realized that there are so many awesome studies out there, so many studies that are done that actually never are being passed on to the patients, to the women. And I love science and I love breaking down what's been found and informing women about what is out there. The cool thing about fertility coaching is that it is not just a typical coaching where you try to guide somebody to finding their own answers, but it is also about passing on knowledge about medical studies, about treatment options, about how to finance IVF, there's a whole other aspect to it and that's what I really love about it. Why we came up with Ivory was because we wanted to develop a service or a test, if you wish, that is able to have women find out about their ovarian reserve without actually having to go see a specialist. And being able to do that before actually something is wrong with you, But because we wanted women to get an online tool that they could buy to be able to screen if everything is all right with the ovarian reserve ahead of time, so that in case they find out it's not optimal, they still have enough time um, to make changes in their life planning.
0: I mean, this is brilliant because AMH is one of the most accurate ways to understand your ovarian reserve. And, and I and I love the fact that it's something, like you've said, that can be done at home because in the UK, for example, the AMH test is a paid-for test. It's not available in our NHS. And I know you guys are based in Austria. Is it a standard test or is it a paid-for test with you?
1: No, it is not, which is also one of the reasons why yeah. um, to have it available easily online. For women to order it and it comes into your home, you can take it from home with just a simple finger prick. You just need a couple of drops of blood and then you ship it back. But, you know, we did quite a lot of market research about the anti-malarian hormone and where it is offered. And then we found huge differences from country to country, um, whether it is paid for, whether you have to pay it yourself. Also the prices, just looking at London, for instance, their prices for the AMH differ. Uh, from laboratory to laboratory, and also from country to country. And if you look at countries like Poland, for instance, or other countries that use the AMH to decide whether you qualify for um, support, financial support for IVF, you see how important it is and how how important it is to interpret it right.
0: Just talking about how, like, the logistics of the test, because you said it's quite straightforward to take and you send it away, how long are you likely to have to wait to get a result?
1: It's a little different from country to country. So right now we offer the test in Austria, Germany and Spain uh, and we'll probably be able to offer the test in Great Britain starting in mid-January or early February. We're currently changing the back end to supply with the new EU data security regulations that um, come into place next year, and we want it to be ahead of time and have it all done over Christmas. So the way it works is that you audit online, and it usually takes about two to three days for the test kit to arrive at home. Um, you also get a video from us and... Um, instructions on how to draw your own blood. It literally just takes three to four drops from your finger. Uh, You send it in and actually on the very same day that we receive your blood, it is being processed and then it is matched with uh, the data you've given us, the questions you have answered. There are 18 questions you need to answer like about Of course, how old you are, your body mass index, your medical history, whether you've been trying for a baby and for how long, um, whether you actually want to have children or whether you're not quite sure yet, whether you just want to know for the future, Um, how old your mother was at menopause and other things. And then our algorithm matches your anti-malarian hormone value with the answers that you have given and generates an individual report that you can then see online. Pretty amazing, is it the first of its kind? There are other AMH home test kits, but to my knowledge, it's the only um, business to customer home test that uses an algorithm that is based on published data and on our own clinical study.
0: Okay. And as far as what then, the the person, because I don't like to say patient, if, especially if we're talking in just the kind of curiosity stages, as far as, say, I've got the test back and then I want to take it to my GP or my consultant, have you had feedback from people as to how it's received from medical professionals?
1: Yes, it's also being offered by doctors, actually. We have a software um, as a service version of our algorithm that is used by gynecologists and also by IVF centers. It can also be used by laboratories if they would like to pass on an interpretation of the entamolarian hormone rather than just value. So it's been received very well and we've done some research asking our uh, customers, you know, has this made a difference for you how did you move on with your life after you have received this information? And uh, we see that about one third of our customers, some of them are also referred by doctors, I have to say, actually go on to fertility treatments, um, be it egg freezing or IVF. In Austria, it's largely largely IVF because elective egg freezing is not legal or is only legal if you have a medical reason to do it. So we're still in the baby shoes with that compared to other countries. A growing number of women are taking the test, not because they have problems or because they want to get pregnant right now or because they've been trying unsuccessfully, but just because they want to find out how much time they have in the future. Most of them are, I would say, in their late 20s to early, mid 30s. Some of them have a partner, some of them don't. Um, they usually have a career and they want to know, you know, how do I best go about planning my life? How much time do I have left? Um, and there is, um, another smaller part of our customers, women or couples who have been going through unsuccessful IVF. And then they want to find out whether their ovarian reserve gives them a good chance to try another time. And some of them then go on. And some of them, when they also look at the miscarriage risk, the pregnancy chance, they say, okay, this is, um, not what we were hoping for, but it explains why it hasn't been working. And let's look for for different solutions. So we see that the customers of the test are re- really in very different phases mm. of their lives with very different questions. Also, some women actually hoping that they will be menopausal soon. They're done with their family planning. They don't want to use contraception anymore, and they want to find out how much longer it's going for them to take to enter menopause. It's, it's just interesting for us talking to our customers how different the questions of our customers are, how different their backgrounds are, and how different their needs are as well.
0: Oh, and one area that uh, you didn't mention, but I'm sure it's relevant as well, is, is kind of the secondary infertility stage of, of women who have, especially if they've had, treat, had a child through treatment, like my, myself and are now trying to trying to I suppose work out whether that natural Pregnancy, as you sometimes hear happening, might might happen. It'd be quite a good way to to have a look at your reserve, wouldn't it?
1: Absolutely, and we see that all the time. It's just so encouraging to see that couples who tried for a long time unsuccessfully, then they did IVF, had a baby, and then it happens naturally. It's kind of what we
0: personally, what, what I'm kind of hoping for, even though I know it's probably unlikely. But um, I, I think the empowerment side, is, as I've already said, is 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 really fascinating. And it looks from the that your website that there's a whole host that you are really passionate about of the research which you you, you've mentioned you talked in your research corner about well the different papers that you've screened you've put there and is that a a real kind of ethos of how ivory is moving forward is sharing that knowledge
1: oh absolutely and that's what i what i love about science that it's changing all the time if you look at studies on the antimalarial hormone that were published five or six years ago they said something different to the studies that say uh, that come out today I mean, science and medicine is never an absolute thing. It changes and um, this knowledge that comes out and the AMH is a very new area of research. There are hundreds and hundreds of study coming out just on the antimalarian hormone every year. And uh, it's just so important to pass that knowledge on, not just to doctors, but to customers. And I also, you know, you said previously that you don't wanna refer to them as patients. And I completely agree because if you wanna find out about your fertility, That doesn't make you a patient. You're just a woman who wants to know more about her body. And that's what we're trying to help women with, to empower them to make informed decisions about whatever they uh, are thinking of in the the next years to come. I mean, it is still a medical product. Um, What Ivory does is give you a risk assessment if, if you have an elevated risk for premature ovarian failure or for polycystic ovary syndrome. Um, Premature ovarian failure is something that is fairly common. It affects about 10% of all women. Polycystic ovary syndrome is the most common hormonal disbalance and it affects about 15% of women. So that is something, altogether that's 25% of women and we feel that in order to find out whether you're at elevated risk for something or to find out whether, um, how much time you have left doesn't make you a patient in the first step, it makes you a customer. And then if you know that you're at an elevated risk, it makes sense to go see your doctor and then maybe you will become a patient one day. Now, as far as the
0: way that you receive the information back, especially if it's not good news what kind of support is there then from you guys I mean I know you've got Facebook pages and you know you've got social media presence is is there some dialogue going on there
1: well we have a red flag system built in our algorithm that makes sure that all results that are not in the norm range sort of pop up And a specialist for reproductive medicine calls all of those customers back to make sure that they have understood what the result means, to advise that it makes sense to test again to make sure that the result is valid um, and to talk about next steps with them. And we have a network of IVF centers and laboratories, fertility coaches where women can turn to.
0: Great stuff. OK, so as far as plans for it coming to the UK, I mean, the podcast is, is is an international thing anyway. So we mentioned some countries. You're hoping to get it into the UK.
1: What about the States? Well, the United States is a very interesting market, not just for fertility, but also for home testing, because the, the way the infrastructure is organised regarding laboratories works very differently right. from Europe. And home testing is so attractive to so many women and and men because it sometimes takes so long to find the nearest lab. It's so expensive and a hassle. Whereas, for instance, in Austria, Vienna, where I live, um, you can walk by foot to the next lab. It'll only take you five minutes. So there's a whole nother pain point people have looking to the United States and I think it would be a great product to launch there. We are currently preparing um, the logistics to go there. We're also looking at is it a medical product does it does it have to be uh, is it under FDA regulation and how can we uh, how can we build the product so there's still some some thoughts on our side and we have experts consulting us regarding that but from what we know now it is very likely that we'll be able to offer the test in the UK as of March and hopefully in the United States as of June. So it's it's a, been a really exciting year for you, hasn't it? Absolutely. And we're, we're totally excited about going going onward. And we get so many emails from people in all kinds of different countries asking when the test is going to be available there. And of course, the thing that makes it so exciting for us is that we keep on screening studies that come out and we keep on finding out more and more and we see how we can pass it on to women. And then, of course, we've been around not for that long, but for, for long enough to see that the first women who had our test actually also had a baby because we had a preliminary phase in Austria that goes back to uh, 2015 when we started to do the clinical study. So it's always very gratifying to see that that the product you have developed has actually made a change in somebody else's life and has led to other people actually having
0: children. Definitely. And and next year, 2018, is the... 40th anniversary of IVF. From the experience you've had in this world, are you seeing a change in people's understanding of people keen to to
1: learn more about their fertility education? What I see is that IVF has become a lot less scary than it used to be let's say 10 years ago. Um, Where I'm from, what you could see here in Austria is that it was sort of something that people in the city would do. And now it's something that is open to everybody and it's being talked about. It's in the media. Everybody knows somebody who has done IVF. It's not that much a stigma. But I still feel that, you know, as new women, young women who have not been in touch with this issue come in and experience troubles, it's important that you never stop informing, never stop talking about it. And the more you talk about it, the less of a stigma it becomes. What we still see in so many women, and we just did a survey regarding that is that women overestimate their fertility and don't know enough about their cycle and about fertility and, and the length of fertility and menopause in general. We we just recently did a survey asking um, more than 1,100 women about how long they, th- they thought they could have children. And more than 80% overestimated their fertility, thinking that they could have children until they're Late mid to late forties, or even fifties, and that's something that we really try to do something about to educate women that fertility is different for every woman. There are those women out there that get pregnant naturally in their mid forties, but there's not many. And just because your your I don't know your cousin or your neighbor had a baby at forty three, that doesn't mean that that is also true for you. Uh, And I think it's really important to educate women about this variability. Uh, fertility. Fertility is so cool, but it's unique for every woman. Every woman's different. Every woman's fertility is different. Um, And we really want to add to bringing knowledge out there that women actually feel, have fun with their fertility and, and have fun wanting to find out more about it, take, take away the, the seriousness of it. And, all of the things that make it, you know, that the people don't want to talk about it. I think that fertility is something awesome. Women women are able to have babies. I mean, how awesome is that? And it's something that should be discussed and talked about a lot more. And um, fertility comes in an unperfect way like all people do and it's totally fine to talk about all the flaws and imperfections fertility can have yeah no i think you make very valid points well best of luck with it and i'll put all
0: the details on the show notes we didn't mention the price it's 89 euros Yes, it will probably around that in pounds Which I know is, for a fact, is, is cheaper than the um, the standard uh, AMH test that, that we had to have in the UK. Well, well, Sylvia, good luck. We'll speak again in the new year and wish you a happy Christmas. Yes, same to you, Natalie. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The Fertility Podcast is supported by Ovusense. If you're trying to monitor your cycle and finding it overwhelming, Ovusense is the only ovulation monitor on the market that is a Class 2 medical device. It has a vaginal sensor and app and fits like a tampon, so it's really easy to use and comfortable to wear. Now, you use it at night while you sleep and then in the morning, you simply remove, wash it and download your data to see your cycle pattern. Now, Ovysense has proven comfortable for women in over 10,000 cycles of use and can predict ovulation up to a day in advance and can confirm it with 99% accuracy. To find out more, visit ovysense.com. The Fertility Podcast is also supported by IVF Matters, the UK's first online fertility clinic, where you can order tests delivered to your door, have scans at multiple locations, and speak to consultants in the comfort of your own home. It's a truly unique way to experience your fertility journey. And you can find out more at ivfmatters.co.uk. So the show notes for this episode Or the fertilitypodcast.com forward slash ivory, which is I V-A-R-Y. Now I mentioned at the start of this episode that I needed your help. I'm gonna remind you of that once again. What I'd asked you to do was two things for me: to make sure that I can continue giving you brilliant content with this podcast. Get yourself to iTunes, to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the Fertility Podcast. And then what I'd like you to do, if you found my content useful and it's helped you in any way, to leave me a review because that helps more people know about this podcast it makes it more attractive to people wanting to uh, get involved from a sponsorship point of view because I make this podcast out of my passion for giving you useful content this isn't a profit making uh, activity for me It's it's a love for audio and for hopefully putting a voice on this and giving you somewhere that you know is trustworthy even though you know I'm no expert but I'm talking to lots and lots of people all the time hoping to give you a little snippet of something that maybe you didn't already know about so you heard the show notes there thefertilitypodcast.com forward slash ivory you can go that way to my podcast to see the link to iTunes I will also put the link to iTunes in the show notes I'll make it so clear your support is so valuable And having reached the 100,000 download point that I also mentioned in the uh, starting point of this podcast, I've decided to start a um, closed group on Facebook that I want us to carry on talking. I get emails from you all the time about your story, which I ask for and I love hearing, but also asking me questions. And what I thought would be really useful is to have an ongoing dialogue on facebook in a private group where we can talk about this stuff i'm going to be moderating it and i'm going to invite some of my fertility friends who are experts in their own right to get involved and help me moderate it and then whenever i'm speaking to an expert if i've seen stuff being talked about in the group i'm going to be talking to these people and i can pass it on and not saying i'm going to get the answers for you but if i can get a bit more insight from them then i think it's a really kind of good way to keep this dialogue going 2018 for me for this podcast is to continue to give you as much value as I can. And I think that Facebook group is a really good place to start. So the name of the Facebook group is Talk Fertility. It is a closed group, so there is that process where I will be vetting you coming in, as you'll appreciate. We want to make sure we're all in the same place when we're talking about this kind of stuff, because it's hard, and I know it's hard. So I've given you a bit of a list of things to do, but if you can't remember them, just go to thefertilitypodcast.com and you'll see this episode, you'll see the show notes and all this stuff that we've talked about is there. Thank you for your support. If this is your first listen to the podcast welcome and do have a listen back there's over 100 episodes for you to work through and if you are listening at the end of December 2017 have a happy new year even if this Christmas has been tricky and I know there are a lot of us not in the place that we'd hope to be It's a new year, it's a new start, new headspace, just to kind of keep on keeping on, all right? And I will see you in 2018.